This is the REM Show, and I'm Sean Rowley, lender with Caliber Home Loans, 15622, licensed in Oregon, Washington, and Hawaii. My NMLS number is 2003-532. I'm Rebecca Donaldson, realtor with Realty One Group, Willamette Valley, and my license number is 2012-13455. All right, we are back with Realtors Escrow and Mortgage, and it's a special day today. Today is 9-11 such a sad day in history what were you doing on 9-11 mr Raleigh? 9-11 21 years ago isn't that crazy it, it is it doesn't feel that long oh. um i was actually in college i was i had just left class i was in wendy's about to order and watched it on uh watched it on the tv right in front of us there wow. uh seven days later i went to the army recruit and joined the joined the military service because of 9-11. Big part was 9-11. Yeah, that's crazy. I was at uh, home, actually, getting ready for work, watching the news when it happened. And my my younger sister was traveling, and she was supposed to be going to the trade centers for work, and we couldn't get a hold of her. And luckily, she got sick, thank God. But uh, she, And she wasn't traveling. She was home in bed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what a crazy, crazy time for our for us as a nation. It really is. Uh, I think it just kind of opened a lot of people's eyes, too. And, you know, it's been 21 years and you say never forget. Never, never forget. forget. Yeah. You know, and all you can do is remind because, I mean, 21 years ago, you know, none of our kids were were alive. You no. Know, so they weren't there to experience it. Just they see the post or hear someone talk about it. It just has a very different impact. So just really not I wouldn't say reminding them, but remembering you know, what happened and the people we lost and yeah. the sacrifices that were made. Yeah. My son was actually born. He was in school. He was a little one then, and I, I kept him home that week. So it was a very, very terrible time for our nation. We want to say thank you to all of our firefighters, first responders, law enforcement for your service, all of our military uh, for your service that day and every day, really. Yeah, and I mean, they run into, you know those types of situations with complete disregard yep. to any type of safety is just, this is where I need to be. I need to go. Yep. You know, and there was a, there was a, uh, there's a picture today I saw on social media of, uh, was it ladder one, one eight driving into New York city. And they were the only one crossing the bridge with everybody else leaving. And that was the last known photo of that fire truck where everybody, they were one of the first on scene. Mm. Everybody on that truck didn't make it out. Isn't that crazy? So sad. So devastating. I mean, they're still fighting for benefits after all these years. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, they really are. And that's where, you know, this morning my wife and I dropped off uh, donuts and coffee to uh, uh, Turner Fire Department. Just to say thank you. Yeah. You know, they don't get it enough. They don't get it enough. Our first responders, they certainly don't get the uh, recognition they deserve. That's for sure. I mean, we've had some, we've had a pretty crummy week here, you know, with the fires and everything. I was on a level three evacuation yep. starting Friday. And, you know, like you said, those firefighters, they just, they go in without, you know, a thought doesn't, a negative thought doesn't cross their mind on what are they nope. doing. They're there and they were there all weekend. 
It's crazy. Yeah. When seeing the additional people that step up to the plate in those times of need where, you know, we were out driving around and uh, we were on Skyline Road. Mm hmm right before they closed it down. I was going to say, you must have been there before they closed right. it. Well, once we got out to Skyline, uh, the uh, Sheriff's Department was already closing it down. They were letting everybody out of it, but yeah. not letting anybody, not letting back anybody in. in. Um, we saw no less than six uh, farm tractors hauling uh, water buffaloes full of water, just taking it in, taking, taking it, do whatever in. they can. Yeah. You know, not that they had to, but, you know, they're just the... Helping your neighbors. Yeah, just doing what you can because you can. Right. Yep, and that's what it's all about, honestly. Which leads us into why we are so passionate about Homes for Heroes. We're going to talk about that uh, some more today. I know we talk about it a lot on every show, but, you know, Homes for Heroes was started shortly after 9-11, and this is one of the reasons we're so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and, and like you said, we can't talk about it enough. Yeah. You know, Every week I have that conversation with whether it's a client or other real estate agents, and it's just still just mind-blowing how few people know about the program and the benefits. Um, it should be widely known. It's it should be widely known. Program. Yeah, it's an, it is an amazing program. I think I'm going to have my car wrapped. And a Homes for Heroes. A buddy of ours used to have his, a lender, yeah. and did really well with it. Um, I'll, I'll think about it with you. That's a that's a commitment. Serious. It's a commitment. <laughs> I don't keep my cars long enough because I put 50,000 miles a year on them. But um, I have become friends with a couple of people in the Homes for Heroes affiliate uh, Facebook group. And one of the gentlemen was sending me a photo over the weekend. He's like, what do you think of this? I want your honest opinion. He's having his truck wrapped. And I'm like, oh, I still want to do that. They're cool looking. Send me the picture. Let me I'll see send it. you the picture. Okay. They're cool looking. They're cool looking. But let's talk more about Homes for Heroes, why it was started, how many, yep. you know, how many heroes have been served to date. You've got some pretty awesome stats there. Yeah. So we've got, uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, it, was sh it started shortly after 9-11. It kind of grew into what it is today in 2009 with uh, 53,000 heroes served. Wow. Over 100 million saved. That uh, equals up to $13.5 billion in real estate sold. That's amazing. Now, year-to-date, so just 2022, year-to-date today, they're at 49,616 heroes served for a total of $12.3 million, $12 million in rewards. I think you need to put your microphone up a little bit higher. Oh, it keeps dropping. Sorry, it keeps dropping. I don't think our uh, audience can hear you very well. Is, it the, is that better? Yeah, there you go. Okay, so just in case we missed that. Yeah. Uh, so year-to-date, Homes for Heroes is at 49,616 heroes served, equaling $12.3 million in hero rewards, which, you know, $12.3 in hero rewards is such a large number when you look at, you know, per transaction, where on mine year-to-date, my average is right at about $3,200. Uh-huh. So just to see how many heroes were served if an average of, you know, 2800 to $3,200 to get that $12.3 million. That's amazing, isn't it? It just, hopefully that means that more people are knowing, learning about it and the word's getting out there about Homes for Heroes. But I mean, the program's been around for a while. Yeah, it's pretty, it is amazing. Um, what are you in the state right now? How many have you closed? Uh, so right now I have 19 hero uh, closings year to date. That puts me number three in the state of Oregon and 37 in the nation. That's amazing. That's impressive. Um, Josh, we might need your help over here. 
I think it's just the weight of it. One thing there that's, we go. I just tightened this one. One thing that's pretty cool, too, about um, the Homes for Heroes, they have what we call our dashboard, and it has all of our stats on there. So it actually gives us a breakdown of how many heroes served, what their rewards are total, and then broken down military, law enforcement, mm-hmm. teachers, things like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it just to, I mean, because you have that conversation over and over and over again with different hero, I guess, criteria, but to be able to see that breakdown of, yeah. you know, where your percentage of who you're reaching. Um, and I, going into it, I thought I had that conversation and closed more healthcare workers, uh-huh. uh, but my healthcare workers were at 27% and uh, military was actually 37%. Wow. So I, that one threw me off a little bit. I thought it was yeah. definitely the EMS the, healthcare workers. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm right now, I've closed 14 total. I didn't join the program until the end of last year. So I closed one Homes for Heroes last year. Uh, so 13 heroes this year, um, number two in the state, number 35 in the nation. So I'm at total rewards, um, including last year's closing of $61,399 to heroes. But that doesn't include the money that goes to the foundation. That's strictly the money that's gone out to the heroes. Right. And now, so with your side too, the, I guess another little piece of the program that a lot of people don't know about, even people within the program. Right. Um, the Homes for Heroes is actually kind of a two-headed monster. We have Homes for Heroes Incorporated and then the Homes for Heroes Nonprofit. Right. So that's where when you when you sign up and you join the program, a lot of the proceeds go to Homes for Heroes Incorporated. But that nonprofit side of the house, that's where a large portion of what goes to them gets broken off. And I do in when I was when I was trying to dig to find as much information as I could, there it seems like pretty consistently across the board, they're about $10,000 grants. Right. So just free money to you to help out. A couple of the situations I saw were um, uh, wheelchair accessibility to a house for uh, for a service member, um, like kitchen upgrades, stuff yes. like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. On the real estate side, a lot of people don't understand how they get their reward. I just had a client um, that closed on a property and he got a reward check for over a thousand dollars and he sent me an email and he says Rebecca why am I getting this I don't understand so I ex- explained to him we closed the transaction he was enrolled in the homes for heroes program because he was military and that 30 percent of my commission goes to homes for heroes but out of that the hero gets the reward check for 0.7 percent of the purchase price and the remainder of that money stays with the foundation to go towards grants like that right yeah yeah so they have i mean there's a lot of marketing so you know there's there's a lot that's going to go into it to keep that product going but you know where the real estate agent side of the house you guys are ultimately you guys pay for the program to stay alive yeah where on my side all of my rewards so 50 basis points or 50 percent uh all of it goes to the client. Now, where yours, they see that check post-closing. Mm-hmm. Mine is either all of it's going to be applied to their interest rate, to buy down their interest rate, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, this year, that's where it's always gone. That's you know, where it's gone, yeah. Rates, are, rates yeah. are all over the place. They've actually helped us save quite a few deals, too. Just that, that little bit of fluctuation in the interest rate at no cost to them, um, which as we start getting into, uh, you know, once we start seeing the rates kind of level out a little bit better, Fannie and Freddie are saying, 
you know, we should see the mid fours by second, third quarter next year. Nice. Okay. Uh, so about that time, that's where we should start seeing the other side of the Homes for Heroes program where, you know, right now it's all going to buy down the interest rate where once we start seeing better interest rates, that hero uh, reward can be applied to their closing costs. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's lender discretion. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And no two lenders are the same on how they apply it. Is that right? No, it's really, it's the conversation with the client. Where, what's going to benefit they them it? more? Okay. Yeah. So if they, if they have, they, if they have the money to cover closing costs, but you know, a lower interest rate over the life of the loan is going to make more sense then you know, mm-hmm. let's do it that way. Um, but if they don't need that lower interest rate right now, uh, apply it towards their closing costs to help that upfront cost. And then with the intentions of, you know, within a year to two years refinance anyways, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's really just the conversation and putting the puzzle together and finding out what is the best situation for the clients. And it's not just lenders and real estate agents, uh, that can help you benefit with homes for heroes. If you own a business in your local area, you can become a Homes for Heroes affiliate. So I'm going to challenge my uh, home inspector, Timberline Home Inspections. Gerald, I know you listen, so I'm challenging you. And Ben Humphreys, uh, CPA with Northwest Premier Accounting. Become an affiliate with Homes for Heroes and let's help out some more uh, more of our local heroes. I like it. I like it a lot. It is a cool program. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. How many minutes do we have left? One. Okay. So today uh, we're going to talk about our veteran stand down that we have coming up on Wednesday. And because it is fire season, we have so much going on here in Oregon. We're going to talk about Oregon's smoke alarm law and CO uh, carbon monoxide law uh, when we come back um, after this segment. We'll talk about business around the news, and then we're going to go over some interesting stats. Uh, We'll do a market update. This is the lowest inventory we have seen since uh, 2013. So we're going to talk about that um, when we come back. It's too early to break. Yep, too early to break. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about uh, Oregon smoke alarm requirements right now. Each, each level of the home, including the basement, where sleeping areas are located on the upper level, the smoke alarm shall be installed as close as and practical to the center of the ceiling directly over the stairway. Outside sleeping areas within the immediate vicinity of each bedroom or within 21 feet of the bedroom. Okay, now we'll be back after this. <laughs> Josh laughs. You know, I'm All right, we are back with Realtors Escrow and Mortgage. And we are going to talk about smoke alarm requirements, carbon monoxide requirements. But before we jump back into that, I do want to let everybody know that you can listen to us every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. on KSLM 104.3. You can also follow the REM show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And you can watch us live on Facebook. Thanks. Thanks, boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to the Oregon smoke alarm requirements. You can find the requirements on the Office of the State Fire Marshal's website. You cannot have and shouldn't have a smoke alarm that's 10 years or older in your home. You want to make sure they're up to date, your batteries are up to date. And I don't know about you, but it never fails that when the batteries are dying, that darn thing will go off at 1, 1.30, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. 
and it's yeah. usually high up on the ceiling and you can't freaking reach it. And I'm pretty sure my wife is watching right now. She's reminding <laughs> me the last two days, maybe more See? to change one in the back room. Oh, and you just hear that faint beep, 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 beep. Oh, I'll so take annoying. care of it tonight, hon. Yeah, there you go. Set those alarms out, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> but outside sleeping areas within the immediate vicinity of each bedroom or within 21 feet of the bedroom. So where the sleeping areas are widely separated and or where there's a single smoke alarm will not, adequate, will not adequately service all sleeping areas. A smoke alarm shall be installed adjacent to each sleeping area. So these are really some, you know, key things to remember when you are... Not just buying and selling, but living in your home. You want to make sure that you have working smoke alarms. And then for your carbon monoxide, uh, replace your CO alarms when the manufacturer's replacement date is reached or when they fail to respond to operability tests or at the end of the life signal um, is activated. So they have those really cool little flashing lights. Most people don't know what those are. It'll tell you if it's working or not. So those should go in each bedroom or within 15 feet outside of each bedroom door. Again, you can find all these requirements on the state office fire marshal website. Or you can go to my website, rebeccasgodhouses.com, and contact me that way. And we have Sean Rowley here with Caliber Home Loans. Sean, how do people get a hold of you? You can contact me uh, by calling me at 503-789-5811. And my website is www.oregonvalender.com. Perfect. All right. We want to talk about veteran stand down. Do you want the flyer? Yeah, so we've got uh, the Veterans Stand Down coming in this Wednesday. Um, this will be the first time I've been to our local v- uh, uh, stand down. Being, they were closed for two years because of COVID. So this is the right. first in-person one that they're going to have. Um, and with me just moving here a couple years ago, I'm really excited to see this side of it. Because I've been to a few of these uh, during my active duty days. Okay. Um, but a little bit different. So um, with the Oregon National Guard, I'm really excited to see what they're going to be doing, what they're going to set up. But there's going to be uh, plenty of vendors there. Uh, Rebecca and I will be there for our Homes for Heroes tent to have that conversation. Uh, nice little giveaway. We'll raffle off some stuff. So please stop by the booth. Say hi. Uh, there's going to be a job fair, pet care. Uh, VA services, your DMV legal assistance. So really anything that your uh, local veterans, active uh, active in uh, National Guard, you know, stop by, have the conversation, see the different uh, different booths, different tents, get yourself some swag. and Get some swag. You know, Win have some a cool good day. Gifts. You have, uh, what do you call that on your booth? Arm pull? Oh, oh. yeah. So we are going to be, uh, we'll be raffling off the, the arm pull. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're just going to start yanking on people as they walk by the booth. Come here and talk to me. Um, no, so we've got a, uh, just a a pull-up bar that we take around to different events. So, uh, with the raffle, we'll, um, you know, we'll give you an additional ticket for every pull-up you do. There you go. Uh, so we'll have the, uh, the cooler with some goodies in it and whatnot and come by and, you know, you young studs out there that are going to do 30 or 40 (laughs) pull-ups. (laughs) <laughs> you know, increase your chances of winning. There you go. There you go. But just come by and we'll at least give you a ticket. Yeah, I like it. And where will we be at? We have to be there super early. Yeah, so we'll be setting up early. Um, we need to be set up by 830. Um, I, going through and looking at the overhead map on it, it looked like we're, we'll be right in front of the west entrance doorway. Mm. 
I believe. If not, we're right along the outside rim. Uh, You'll see our big Homes for Heroes uh, table set up and we'll be hooting and hollering and trying to talk to everybody. So walk by and we'll uh, we'll arm pull you in. (laughs) I call it an arm pull because it feels (laughs) like that when you're done doing those pull-ups. Okay, and where's the event at? So the uh, the event is going to be at 685 Court Street. It's the uh, the new uh, Salem YMCA. Nice. I haven't been there yet. Either have I. Either have I. I'm really excited. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be there. And uh, one of my assistants, Logan, will be there. Uh, she's really excited. Um, so, yeah, just a little bit of FaceTime, be able to meet some new local yeah. veterans. We have a really cool handout that we had specially made. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun uh, to be able to present those to our veterans. So it's for, ve- for veterans and... Any military personnel? Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, just come by. Just come I by. I don't think they're going to be turning anybody away. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's the, the, I've never the premise, been, so the I was excited to be veteran stand down. So, you know, prior service, active duty, National Guard, reservist, that's going to be the, the target audience. So any military? Any military. Yep. Awesome. Yep. All right. And it's And child today. care will be provided. Child care will be provided. That's huge in itself. Maybe I'll take baby Miles and just give mom the day off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. Is Amber coming? Uh, probably Amber. not because we have a crazy week this week. You have some exciting stuff happening. Yeah. With, so our house is going to be listed. It's a coming soon. Yeah. So th- I'd say the past five days have been packing, preparing. Oh boy! So we are hopefully will be closing on our new house the same day as our veteran stand down. <laughs> so our plate Crazy. is full. Yes, your plate is full. Well, I look forward to seeing you, Amber, if you come down. But that'll be a fun event. I was excited and honored to be invited to that. I have not been invited, so that'll be fun. Um, we want to talk about a couple listings that I have right now. I have uh, 935 18th Street Northeast Salem. That is in the Inglewood Elementary School District. It's a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bathroom, built in 1974, 1192 square feet, and we'll be back. Yeah. You want to sit at home right now, drink a beer, and watch football? Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that one a little bit, too. But welcome back to the REM Show. I'm Sean Raleigh with Caliber Home Loans, nice. and you've got Rebecca Donaldson with Realty One. And where we just left off, you're covering uh, covering some of your listings. Yes. So I was just talking about, we'll give them another shout out, 935 18th Street, Northeast Salem in the Inglewood School District. Really nice house. I did a pre-listing home inspection. The seller took care of pretty much everything that came up. You'll have access to that. It's going to be sold as is, but it's a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, built in 1974, 1,192 square feet. It sits on a 6,165-square-foot lot, but the lot in the back is nice and big, alley access, big enough to put an ADU on it. There's a couple of neighbors that have an ADU, so they're renting those out. So it's a good uh, good investment property or great for a first-time home buyer. We have another one coming up on Lori Avenue, 430 Lori Avenue, Southeast Salem. That should hit the market. Oh, Probably by the 16th, hopefully. Um, That's a three-bedroom, two-bath built in 1971. Uh, It's 1,482 square feet, single level in the Fay Wright Elementary School District. Really cute house, very well-maintained. And that's on a 10,200-square-foot lot. So that's a really nice one. I'm excited for that one to come up as well. And now... 
This is kind of fun. I like doing these. We're going to talk about business news around the state. I think we should maybe start taking bets on how many um, food, food trucks are yeah, opening. How many food carts are opening up? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, how I many th do you think are on this sheet right here? Six. Six food carts. I mean, this is a pretty full one, so we'll see. Say six. <laughs> I'll say six. Say six. All right. In Central Oregon, we have Desert Prairie Boutique, a clothing store, is going to open in Redmond. And then Vacation Grocery Delivery, a food delivery business, opened in Sisters. I love a good food delivery business. That's awesome. Brown Bag Popcorn Company, an artisan popcorn store, opened in Bend. It's kind of fun. In Southern Oregon, we have Junk Ease, a junk removal and demolition business open in Grass Pants. Grants Pass, I mean. And in Grants Pass, we have the Wanderling Shops and Services. They offer cleaning, private chef, and a pet care service. And they'll open an online arts and crafts store as well. That's kind of cool. And then Las Margaritas Bar and Grill, Mexican food, opened in Medford. I wonder if that's the same Las Margaritas that we have here. Um, I don't know. Pro I don't know. Good question. That's La Margarita, though. La Margarita oh, on so they, ferry. They, they added the S. And yeah. <laughs> they did. They added the S. Um, in the Willamette Valley, Orgrown. See what they did there? A cannabis dispensary opened in downtown Eugene. I don't know what we have more of. Food carts or cannabis dispensaries, honestly. Yeah. Game on arcade bar opened in Staten. <laughs> Strip clubs, cannabis, and food carts. <laughs> we can hear you. And I have a big mouth, so <laughs> don't expect me not to repeat it. Um, the Firehouse. It's a venue in Eugene that hosts live music, readings, and circus performances. Actually, they're closing. Sorry about that. Um, Sessions Music Hall in downtown Eugene is closing in October. Okay, here we go. Nai Nai's Burmese Snack Shack, a food truck, opened at the Common Fields in Corvallis and the food truck pod. There's one. Oh, yeah, I've got a, I've oh, got you a, got a list. tally. Yep, <laughs> got I'm going to add these up. <laughs> All right. Graincraft, a flour mill in Pendleton, was sadly destroyed by fires, and it did employ 22 people, so our hearts go out to them. Um, construction on three housing developments, the Ridge, Ironwood Estates, and Holstrom Heights is underway in John Day, and that would add about 100 homes to the city. Nice. Uh, the city of Aragon, where's that at, Josh? Aragon, ever heard of it? It says Eastern Oregon somewhere. Aragon. It plans to open a business opportunity um, incubator. It will feature a certified kitchen and space for multiple uses, including distribution, manufacturing, and warehousing. Hmm. And then over on the Oregon coast, Trina in Ron's <coughs> Place, a restaurant in Warrington, was also sadly destroyed by a fire. So that's sad. Um, Northwest Oregon Housing Authority will double the size of the Owens Adair Apartments, an affordable housing complex for seniors and people with disabilities in Astoria. And then in Portland, Riverside Cafe opened in Sheridan. Skywater Wine Lounge opened in Hillsboro. Bag O' Crab, a Cajun seafood boil restaurant, will open in southeast Portland. Okay, I have to go check that out. Can't go wrong with a seafood boil. Mm -hmm. 
Bark City Barbecue is a food cart. <laughs> I was waiting. I know you were. <laughs> Opened in Southeast Portland, but will sadly be closing. Um, that didn't last very long. Sorry to hear that. Uh, let's see. I cannot pronounce this. It's a taqueria food truck offering carne asada, mahi-mahi fish tacos open in Vancouver. Maybe you should go to Vancouver. I'll give you the sheet and you can go check it out. That works. I, it's a food truck. I am a sucker for mahi-mahi tacos. I mean, I can't pronounce the name of it. I apologize. So, Oh Dear Bar and Grill will open in Northeast Portland. And Hissy Fit, a restaurant in Northeast Portland, closed. I feel like they just opened a few months ago. I feel like I was just talking about them a few months ago. Dear Sandy, a cocktail bar will open in Northeast Portland. Maybe we should keep track of food carts and uh, bars. Hetty Alice Brewing Company will open in Southeast Portland. And SEH America plans to add a 300,000 square foot automated crystal wafer manufacturing facility at its Vancouver campus. I wonder how many jobs that'll create. That sounds kind of cool. And then Bamboo Sushi opened a location in Beaverton. And AHA Airlines, they ceased all flights operations and sadly have filed for a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Uh, this airline did provide flights uh, to airports in Redmond, Eugene, and Medford. I've never even heard of them. Me neither. But I don't really fly very often, so. Three. 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 Three food carts. I was off. <laughs> By quite a few. <laughs> yeah. I doubled it. <laughs> you did? I was ambitious. Oh, my gosh. Well, I have one from the week ending August 26th that we didn't get to go over. So let me see how many are on here. LJ's Barbecue opened in Myrtle Creek. Doesn't say it's a food cart, though. Nations Lending, a mortgage lending office, open in Grants Pass, Ashland, and Medford, creating jobs there. That's awesome. Sugar Magnolia, a refurbished furniture boutique, open in Roseburg. That sounds cute. Better Together Event Rentals, open in Roseburg. There's a tap room that opened in Talent called Legend Cider. Let's see. What's in the Willamette Valley here? Sunny Soup, a restaurant, will open at the Reed, uh, the Reed Opera House in downtown Salem. That's cool because that uh, cannoli bakery closed down. So I wonder if they're taking that place. Have you been? Did you ever go down to that cannoli bakery? No, there's a bakery off of Commercial, right just outside of downtown that we've been to a few times. That's really really good. There is Benny's Donuts. They reopened in South Salem. They were closed. I've never been to there. Mm. Mama's on the Go Coffee and Bistro opened in South Salem. Okay, here we go. It's not a food, not a food pot, food cart, but. It's Chipotle, a drive-through version of the chain Chipotle. See what they did, Chipotle. It's a drive-through. Opened in West Salem. Ooh, they they get the award for creativity. They do. I like it. Uh, Chick Fil A. Yes, will open in Corvallis. Have you guys been to Chick Fil A yet? So I've been to living on the <laughs> west or the east coast. I've been to Chick Fil A a ton. Yes. <laughs> um, and even on the east coast. The, the drive-through lines are crazy. They so go pretty fast. We went to the one here, and that line was insane. Yep, but it We goes walked fast. inside, had our food in four minutes. Oh, really? Th this is true, but Peyton is there probably three, four times a week. Yeah, she loves Chick-fil-A. She has a peanut allergy, but it's she still the, goes the there. The spicy chicken sandwich is the way to go, and the ticket is they marinate their chicken in pickle juice. Stop. 
Really? They do. Chick-fil-A is so I tried good. it, but I, it didn't taste didn't the same. Didn't come out the same? No. no they Go have, to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, they have a secret recipe there. All right. Let's see if we can find some more. I don't know. Here's a coffee stand. Java Junkies opened in Eastern Oregon. And is it Aragon? Aragon? Aragon. I don't know. Um, let's see. The Motherload, a cafe, opened in Baker City. That's depressing. We don't want to talk about that. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, a restaurant, will open in Vancouver. Fortune Barbecue Noodle House, a Chinese restaurant, will open in southeast Portland. Willamette Garage, here you go, a food cart pod, opened in West Lynn. The carts include Street Heat, Electric Slider Company, The Sushi-san, Pinto Thai Kitchen, Platter Division, and Angelina's Greek Heroes. So are those are all individual carts? It's a food cart pod, and those are all the ones in the that pod. That took us from okay, three. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> you don't get to count it that way. That's, that's ten. One, that's one that's pod. That's ten. <laughs> you know what your prize is? <laughs> you get to do the intros all next show. <laughs> and go into a food cart. <laughs> go into a food cart. All right, and we'll be back with... Realty, escrow, <laughs> and mortgage. That's funny. I think we're drawing the music out a little uh, longer each time today. I know. It's good music. I like it. Josh is mixing it up a bit. Was it it, really? really? Oh. (laughs) Even Ozzy recognizes (laughs) the music. Do better, Josh. How's that? That works. That works. Welcome back to the REM show with myself, Sean Rowley, and Rebecca Donaldson. Yes, and we have just a few more food carts to talk about here. We've got the Brooklyn Eats, a food cart pod open in southeast Portland. 11. That cart includes Spuds Express and Boba, Boba Elastic. Boba Elastic, the B. I don't know. I don't Boba. I don't, you don't Boba? I don't boba. The I kids d- love it. My daughter but loves boba. I don't, it's like, have you ever taken a drink out of, say, a sweet tea in the summertime that was sitting on the table too long and there's a fly landed in it? Gross. That's boba. There's just a whole <laughs> bunch of flies in the bottom of it. It's disgusting. Ew. Gross. I don't understand the attraction with it, but the kids love it. They do. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we have To Do, a Mexican restaurant opened in Southeast Portland. Shop Halo, a Filipino bakery, will open in Southeast Portland. And the Chop Shop, PDX, oh, another food cart, offering pork chop and chopped barbecue sandwiches, patty patty melts, salads, and fries, open in Southeast Portland. Okay, that one I could get behind. Twelve. That sounds good. Is that twelve? We're at twelve food carts right now. All right. Nina's Cantina, a Mexican bar and restaurant, will open in Northeast Portland. And the Grand Fur Brewing will open in Southeast Portland. So we had a lot of coffee shops, food carts, and uh, Mexican restaurants, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong there. What's next, Mr. Raleigh? Uh, let's, I figure we jump in and talk about some, uh, some terms in the real estate market that you may not understand or know. Okay, I like it. If I don't know them, we're in trouble. <laughs> Just kidding. It's good to learn. Yeah, with uh, you, you probably will hit home runs on all of these. Let's see. Are uh, you quizzing me? Don't we tell can me, we don't can go into them a little bit, and then I'll I'll fill in as needed. So, 
APR and interest rate, the difference between the two. Yeah, no clue. Okay, so. I'm just kidding. Tell our listeners. Yeah, give me a call if you want to go into further detail. We can have a show just on on this this topic. So It's amazing how many clients, buyers, sellers out there don't understand our verbiage. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or they'll they'll just see that upfront interest rate and be like, wow, this is great. I got a 425. But then they're, you know, because you're. Your best interest rates come at the highest cost, and that cost is going to be in your APR. So you may have a four two five with an APR of five six. Okay, explain to everybody what APR is. So your APR, uh, the APR is going to be your your end number with all your fees, your buy down fees, your lender fees, your taxes, everything all rolled into one. So initially, your interest rate is what. Your initial interest rate is so when you look at your closing disclosures or your your uh, closing cost estimate, you're going to have your interest rate and your APR. Okay. The closer that number is together, the better that rate's going to be. Okay. Um. So then, now we'll move on to we could go we could take the deep dive on that one, but again, it's going to be a full show. Okay. <laughs> uh. So pre-approval versus pre-qualification. Okay. So with so with Caliber Home Loans, uh, we give you your pre-approval. So that means you've already been vetted. We've got your income documentation. Uh, your file's been fully structured, and in some cases, it's been fully underwritten. Where a pre uh, pre qualification, whether it be an online lender, um, or they just you know you tell them how much you make, and they said great, then I can qualify you for this. They write you a letter, put in put in an offer, and then you haven't know, ran your credit or anything. Nothing. And those are the ones that you may see if you've done your due diligence and you do well, or, you know, you can have that situation where that, that file just falls apart. We don't want a pre-qual. We want a pre-approval. You want a pre-approval. Or an approval. Correct. Correct. Yep. I love it when you guys fully underwrite them. Yeah. And that's just, it's really just patience where, you know, if, if the clients are proactive and they're ready and just give us the documents right off the bat, which is going to be your ID card to at least, you know, start the process um, your last 30 days bank statements and, uh, your tax returns, if you could give them to us at least your last year, uh, there's going to be follow on supporting documents, but at least initially to, uh, to assign that pre-approval, those documents will g- get to kind of open the door. So if you fill out the application on Thursday, but you don't get us the documentation until the following Wednesday, that's a big window. That's a big that's gap. A huge gap. And Don't in today's market, to go shopping. Yeah. exactly, exactly. I'm not taking you shopping until you have all your stuff in, and I have a green light <coughs> from the rally team saying, "Let's go." And then you are good. Well, it just it it reinforces your confidence to put in an offer mm-hmm. uh, that will be accepted. Yeah, because what the last thing I want to do is show you a house that you possibly might not qualify for. Mm-hmm. Then you fall in love with that house, and then I become the big fat jerk because I showed it to you and now you can't buy it. Right. And that's going to lead you into DTI, which is going to be, you know, the, the big difference between, you know, I want to buy this house at $500,000, but you may only qualify for 450. Mm-hmm. And that's more often than not is going to be driven because of your debt to income ratio. Um, so really it's going to be your take, take your monthly payments, your car payments, everything and roll that in. And you want to be as a just ballpark at say fifty percent less than your total income, mm-hmm. and that that'll get you close. Now I say fifty percent because products are going to be all over the board. Where VA, 
it's 55 to 60% depending on your income. If you have more residuals, I can bump your DTI up to 60. Student loans play a factor. Everything, everything's going to get rolled into it. Um, so we're short on time. So VA is 55 to 60. Give me a call. I'll, I'll let you know where you are at. Okay. FHA 57 ish DTI is we can play with you a little ratio. bit uh your conventional is 49 okay. and usda is 43 but again there's going to be it's very situationally driven where you know that's not a hard line if at 43 it's a cutoff because you could have a great credit score yeah. and great credit history make decent income and we we have some some flexibility in yeah. there we had one that we're working on together where i had to bump her purchase price down to nothing more than 300,000 mm -hmm. and there's nothing out there right now and she's messaged me a couple of times she's like hey I got an approval up to 300 I'm like I know I adjusted your search but we gotta wait yeah. I mean there isn't anything and then the challenge too is getting the home to qualify for FHA financing right so I mean that's a whole other show too that we could talk about maybe next week where you know, the difference in, and this is where we should have an appraiser on here that specializes in exactly. FHA, VA appraisals, because they will call certain things out. Right. Where your conventional is going to really be safety and structural. Yeah. You know, they say VA still safety structural as well, but, you know, between your FHA and your VA, you know, there's paint chipping on the walls. That's a big, that's you know, a big that's red a big, flag. big red flag. Yep. If your deck is rot. You know, you got dry rot around the, around, yep. oh, I cannot talk, around the window seals. <laughs> if you have dry rot around the window seals or anywhere, you're missing, you know, flooring. Right. Uh, VA is going to call that out, and so is FHA. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and rightfully so. It, it's kind of, you know, think about it this way. You, that's regular maintenance that the homeowner should yep. have been keeping up with. Yeah. Um, and they don't want a veteran walking into maybe not a problem, but a, money a very costly you know, yep. initial investment. Yep. And if the, you know, if the listing agent hasn't educated the seller on types of financing, it's really a disservice to the buyers wasting their time to go even out there. Right. Especially if the seller says sold as is, I'm not doing anything. You yeah. know, it's terrible. So we can get into that on another show. If you're a VA appraiser, FHA appraiser, and you're listening to us, give us a call. We'd love to have you on the show. And it's time for a break. We'll be back after this. That's the end. Oh. That blew by. <laughs> it is? I thought we had Yeah, I thought we had one more. That was really four segments. Really? 